Greetings and salutations, fair listeners. Thanks so much for listening to Mike's Always Right. I'm your host, Mike Iman. In this episode, we're going to talk about my foray into the world of audiobooks and why you should strive for constant improvement rather than perfection. And we're going to wrap up the program by talking about the controversial new way I'm approaching my next book. So don't touch that dial, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I want to start out just by thanking everyone who's been listening to Mike's Always Right. I'm having a blast making this show just for you, and I'm so grateful that people are actually listening. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right, that's enough of my sappiness. Now let's get on with the program. When we last left our hero, I was recording an audiobook of my book, Podcast, Learn How to Stop Babbling and Start Podcasting Like a Pro. It's been a rough process, a steep learning curve. Even though I have some experience with audio recording, this is the first time I've ever recorded anything that had to meet any kind of specifications. The Audiobook Creation Exchange, or ACX platform, requires that all audiobooks be properly mastered so they're a consistent volume from start to finish. That makes it so if you're driving along in your car, you don't have to keep changing the volume knob because the volume got louder or quieter or whatever. So I had to learn how all of that stuff works. And this was the first time in all my years as an amateur sound engineer where I actually had to make sure I was doing things right. I've always just sort of goofed around until things sounded the way I wanted them to. The lessons I learned from this audiobook are priceless. Because now every audio project I do from this point on will be better than anything I've done before. As I've already said, this was a rough process. I know my vocal performance is better on some sections of the book than on others, I figured out a little more than halfway through the book that I had a bad cable that had been affecting the audio quality just slightly. I mean, the issue wasn't serious enough that I had to scrap the whole project and start from scratch, but I have above average hearing. Like, seriously, I hear high frequencies like like almost as well as a dog. So I don't think it's going to be that noticeable for, for anyone who buys the audiobook, but, you know, it, it, it bothers me just a little bit. Anyway, I, I fixed it. And the main thing is that everything I record from now on will sound much better, including this podcast. So if you're a self-published author, I think that should be the goal for everything you do, to make each project better than the one before it. There's no instruction manual for this stuff, folks. The only way to learn is to try something, to fail, and then to learn from your mistakes and move on. It's easy to get caught up listening to these scammers talk about how to make $10,000 a month on Kindle, even if you can't write. It's nonsense. These people, they're, they're, they're salespeople who are trying to sucker you into giving them your money. The only way to make money as an author is to establish yourself as a brand and start making books. And those two things just go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Love and marriage, soup and sandwich. Establish your brand, make books. And notice how I said making books, not writing books. I recently started referring to myself as a literary one-man band because my goal is to be able to handle every aspect of writing and publishing a book. That's mostly because I'm not making enough money from any of my projects to afford to pay professionals to edit, design, and, and produce everything. But I don't want my books to look self-published. You, you, and I, you know what I mean. We've all seen the book covers that look like the author drew them by hand. 
We've seen the page design that's done in 12-point Times New Roman font with ragged right margins and page numbers on all of the blank pages. Yes, one day I hope I will have a team of pros to do everything for me. That way I can just focus on what I do best, which is writing. But in the meantime, I want to get good enough at all of the other odds and ends so that you can't tell if I hired someone or not. I recognize that I'll never be a world-class designer, but I can still design better than 99% of the self-published authors out there. I think the lesson here is, if there is a lesson to be learned, is that it's better to finish a project and put it out into the world than to endlessly spin your wheels trying to get everything perfect. You will never get it perfect because perfect is an idea. Reality will never match your idea of perfection because reality isn't perfect. That's not to say you should rush everything along and release lots of shoddy second-rate products. It still needs to be good. It just doesn't have to be perfect. None of the books I've published are making tons of money, but I'm making more money this month than I did the month before, and I made more money last month than the month before that. I'm learning, and you can only learn by doing. My latest experiment is taking me back to the world of fiction. I've been away for a little while. I've been wanting to write a novel or a novella, depending on what I can manage, for years now. When I quit my job back in May, my big goal was to write a novel, and that hasn't happened yet. As it turns out, writing a novel takes a lot more than just writing and the storytelling. You have to know something about marketing and stuff like that, too. I mean, you don't have to know about marketing, but it sure helps. I've had so many false starts trying to write a novel, it usually falls apart after ten to 15,000 words. And that's with or without an outline. So don't like say, oh, you, you got to outline this stuff. Like, okay, uh, if, if that's all there was to it, I would be just ecstatic. This time around, I'm doing something different. I'm going to try to write a book that has the marketing built into the idea. If you heard the title, you'd want to know more about the book. If I told you what it's about, you'd want to read the book. And if I showed you the cover, you'd want to buy the book. By spending some extra time crafting the idea this way, I'm hoping it will result in a stellar product. And as an added benefit, it will be enough to keep me engaged enough to actually write the dang thing. I know it's controversial to talk about marketing a book before it's even written. But Mike, isn't that pandering? No, it's not pandering, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain. By crafting an idea... With the marketing built in, I'm simply increasing my chances of making something amazing. I'm still writing the book for myself, but I'm also trying to sell myself on the project, to sell myself on the idea. If I'm not getting fired up about the idea, I'm going to bet no one else is going to get fired up about it either. I've also started brainstorming a marketing campaign before I've even written the first word of manuscript. It feels weird to do this, but it makes the whole thing feel more, I don't know, real. It makes it feel like I'm write, actually writing a bestseller because this is the way like the, the big shots would be approaching it. How, how do we market this thing? I'm hoping to create something that's special, that connects with people in a way that compels them to share it with their friends and their family and to talk about it. Maybe I'll fail. 
But I don't think that's going to happen. I, I've spent the last six months becoming exactly the kind of person who can make this thing happen. I think that's the way people grow the most. When you get so completely and utterly sick of being a certain kind of person that you make a conscious decision to become something else. Every time I think about how stupid it was for me to leave the safety of my day job to pursue all these crazy dreams of being an author, I remind myself how much more fulfilled I am now. I've grown so much as a person and learned so many new skills. None of that ever would have happened if I'd just been content with who I was and where I was. I hope you'll follow me on this crazy little journey of mine, because above all else, I want to show other aspiring writers what's possible. Because if I can do it, you can do it too. There are no special snowflakes, just people who are crazy enough to chase their dreams. I'm encouraging you to be one of those crazy dream chasers, because we only get one shot at this life thing. And if you want to be an author, do whatever it takes to become the sort of person who can do that. If you want to own a business or change careers or whatever it is, just go for it. Because we're only on this world for a little while, and then we're someplace else. So don't fall asleep at the wheel. This brings us to the end of episode six. Can you believe it? Episode six of Mike's Always Right. Until next time, thanks for listening. Remember to hit the subscribe button and leave a review in iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mike Iman. I'm really trying to be more active there and doing the whole Instagram stories thing and posting regular content, all that. Uh, you can also find me online at www.mikeiman.com. That's all for right now. And remember, Mike's always right.